before we start, let's just everybody chill out for a second. How? With Alpen Organics <laughs> <Nice>. CBD. Okay. <laughs> the other night, it was actually, if you listened to the last episode, the same night we gave Dee Dee a little bit of that pet CBD. I said, let's try out these gummies. And we did. And they were awesome. Yeah, Alpen has these great 30 milligram, they're like sour gummies. Um, perfect amount to just kind of take the edge off of a of a stressful night and make it a little bit easier. And that night was particularly stressful and that definitely helped. The whole family showed out after that. <laughs> so Alpen Organics is vegan and veteran owned CBD. All of their hemp is sourced in Colorado and their THC is scientifically extricated. Yeah, if you guys want to try Alpen Organics, you guys can use Ashley at checkout for 20% off at alpenorganics.com. I'm Victorious. I'm Ashley Argoda, and, and we are Mismo. Today's episode, we talk to Jackie Burns. Jackie is the longest running Alphaba on Broadway in Wicked. I, she's the first Alphaba I ever saw, and I loved her, and now I'm friends with her? That's crazy. I love her so much. She's incredibly talented, but we didn't only talk about Broadway. Her future is unlimited, so enjoy. Um, okay, so Jackie, we uh, thank you so much for being on and talking with us Thanks. today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we uh, want to talk to you. I just feel like I have to say a little bit about theater because you, um, <laughs> like how can we talk to you and not talk about that? But we really do <laughs> want to talk to you about um film and TV and what's happening right now. So we could, we discussed this. We like coached ourselves going into this. Like we could easily spend an hour and a half complimenting your theater, <laughs> but we're going to actively like try to not dwell on the past accomplishments too much. I appreciate that. That would be great. But you are the longest running alphabet on Broadway. It's true. Yeah. Um, and many other things. People can go listen to all the many podcasts and interviews that you've done. We're going to try to not do too much of that. But um, I will say you were the first Elphaba I ever saw. And you made me love the show so much. And Thanks. then I got to work with you all those years later. And I know. It's so cool. Where I played your mom. You, <laughs> you played my mom. And I didn't talk to you for an entire day of rehearsal because I was too afraid to say hello to you. And now I'm not True. afraid to say hello to you. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it was for uh, your birthday I got Wicked tickets because she told me like my favorite Elphaba is coming to LA and I was like you know I, I got her the tickets and then we um, we had an opportunity to like go to the backstage door and meet you and we were like there and we saw you come out and like you know saying hi or whatever to people and photos and stuff and I'm like let's go you know do you want to and you wouldn't. The quickness you with which I turned around so that I didn't say hi to you was astonishing. It was so, <laughs> so <embarrassing>. mean. <laughs> and every like we were with a friend, and he was like, "She's so nice. Just go. Like she'll take a picture with you. Just go say hi." And I was like, "I can't do. It. I'm no. I'm not worthy. No, I can't do it." 
<laughs> this thing who's actually truly famous was too scared to come up to me. That's what I find so rich. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, she's so nice. I would have been like, oh my God, thank you. You want to take a picture of me? Here. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. When you told me that, I swear I was like, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was That's a total spaz that night. And then the, the first day we ever worked together, what a... Like, everyone in that production was like, go say hi to her. She's playing your mom. Like, you have to say hi at some point. And I was like, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. I'm good. And then I finally was like, my scene with her is coming up. So I think I do at least need to say hello. And I did. I was like, do I have bad breath? Is it me? Do I need a, do I need a certs or a Listerine strip? I was like, And in my head, I was like, she's not going to talk to me. It's Jackie Burns. She's not going to talk to me. And you were like, like, please be my friend. <laughs> you're the nicest human being. And now I know you and you're wonderful and Thank you. amazing. And I miss you very much. I wish I could see you in person. I know. Me too. This all stinks. I know. I hate it. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah. Not a fan. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. You were in LA when all this hit, right? Yeah, so I was there, and I was leaving to go do a show over on the East Coast, and literally, like, two days before I was supposed to come back to the East Coast, everything kind of shut down, but I had already had my flight back, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go back, because I was supposed to take care of my dog on the East Coast, so I only packed, like, a bag for, like, a month in my mind. My car's still in L.A., my, my all my other clothes are still in L.A., um, and fast forward six months later, I'm still on the East Coast, <laughs> like you know, wearing the same clothes every day, basically. <laughs> Yay! Wow. Yay! 2020! <laughs> yeah, we love 2020. <laughs> but that's really, um, you moved out to LA, and how, how long were you out here before COVID hit? Yeah, everybody's always like, wait, you moved to LA? Like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, that's true. You don't remember that. Because I don't really remember that. Because I wasn't there very long before I left. You no, know, no. Like, I really wasn't. And when I was there, my managers kept getting so mad at me there. Like, they're the best. But they were like, <laughs> my one manager, Tegan, was like, I'm going to take your passport and um, your license so that you can't leave anymore and get on any more flights. Because I was constantly flying back to New York to, like, do a concert or, like, fly to Japan to do a concert. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all over the place because I do a lot of concert work. And um, and they were getting so annoyed with me because I was in L.A., quote, unquote, but I was never actually in L.A. Yeah. And then And then – COVID happened and I've really not been in LA. So I think in the year, quote unquote, that I lived in LA, I lived in LA for maybe a solid two months, maybe. Wow. If that, yeah. So I haven't really done well (laughs) sitting down in LA. (laughs) Of course, the idea was to come out here and pursue film and television more than theater, right? Yeah. That, okay. So, so, so much that I want to dive in. Uh, with you about on that but first of all like all of the momentum and planning and looking forward to that must have happened leading to you moving to LA and all of the amazing opportunities and things that were already happening in New York at what point did you say like that you know when did that feel right to you to to make that move and how you know how much did you um just know that film and tv was what you wanted to go after next um, this is a really good question. I had been wanting to transition to 
to do more TV and film for a really long time. And the problem with theater, especially Broadway, you know, the eight shows a week is that you, on principal contracts, it's really hard to get the outs that you need to do TV and film because you guys know, like, you know, you audition for something on Tuesday and then on Thursday you're on set, right? Like, you know, yeah. there is a fast turnaround sometimes, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And with Broadway, you know, you can get outs, but it's like with, you know, three to four weeks notice, then you can get that two weeks. And that just doesn't happen in TV and film. So for the longest time, you know, knock on wood, it was really great. And I'm so grateful. I was constantly working in theater. So I was never able to do TV and film because I just wasn't free to like, you know, I couldn't do it because I was working, which was great. Um, And then it was a great opportunity when I was doing Wicked on Broadway this last time, the producers came up to me and were like, we want you to go out and do LA, um, the LA run and you'd be you and Carol Lindsay. And I had never done the show with Kara before. And I just heard such wonderful things about her. So I was really excited to have that opportunity, but I also never played the West coast and I've done two tours of wicked. And if then, and I never played the West coast, I've always played the East coast, Toronto, the, you know, Midwest Chicago, but I've never been on the West coast ever. So I was like, okay, this is like a sign from like, this is a perfect sign that I should like go to LA. I can be working. I can like take a bunch of generals, meet people, see if I just like the lifestyle because I've lived in New York for 16 years. And you know, the East coast and the West coast are so different. Energy is so, I can't even tell you the culture shock of like the difference in energy from a New York vibe to an LA vibe. It's just so different. Not saying one is better than the other. It's just super, super different. Um, so yeah, and then when I was out there doing uh, Wicked is when I met my man, my now managers that are out based in LA, and I just like fell in love with them. And it was because of their prompting that they were like, "Just move out to LA. Just give us a shot. Like let's just give it a shot. Like what's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna go like get a theater job and go back to New York. You know what I mean? That's fine. Like they're like that's cool. But like let's just like see how you like it, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, why not? And then I really never did because then I left. <laughs> but it was it also was an interesting thing. It was really, really hard for me. And I don't know if, if you guys feel the same way. As an actor, saying no to things is really hard because you're like, oh, God, but what if I don't ever get another job? So, like, I have to say yes to everything. Yes. So yeah. to make that conscious choice to say no to the theater part of my life for a year, even because I really did. There were so many things that I missed out on just living, just being in LA for those few months, like that I would miss out on because I, you, you can book from tape with TV and film. That's how you book most of the time. You do not book from tape for musical theater. It's an in-person medium, you know? Yeah. I'm in the room live singing. So like, it just doesn't translate. Um, so there was like, to say no to like a whole other aspect of my career to just like take that gamble was really, 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 really hard for me and to be starting over because let's be honest, TV and film translates to Broadway. Broadway does not translate to TV and film. They don't give a F about you, what you've done. Oh, it's like, Oh cute. You were the longest running album on Broadway. Like that's cool. But like nobody cares. Like, you know, nobody cares about that in LA. Um, so that's also an extremely humbling experience of being like, wow, I had this body of work in New York that I worked really hard that like now is kind of meaningless and it's like starting all over again. And that was a really hard thing to transition. And, you know, um, and I still don't know, like when Corona's over, I'm like, 
will I go back to LA? I don't know. Or am I going to be like, oh, so starved for work and wanting to perform that I just am like, maybe I'll go back to New York where I have theater, TV and film that I could at my disposal. Right. Like, you know, cause it's not like things don't film in New York. Yeah. Uh, so who knows is the whole Corona thing has kind of changed my whole, the patience that I had, the patience, the little tiny patience that I did have okay. moving out to LA and being like, okay, I'm going to say no to jobs is kind of gone away now that I've been not working for so long because Corona, right? Like, I don't know if I'll have that faith to be like, all right, I'll go out to LA and just like start over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it um, being kind of on top of theater, I mean, it kind of reminds me of when Michael Jordan decided to go play baseball. <laughs> if you want to, if you, listen, you said it, not me. If you want to compare me to literally the goat, go ahead. I, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight you on it. I'm yeah. dying back here, like turning red laughing because it's like so far from reality, but like, Thank you. Sure. I will sleep well. Tonight. The Michael Jordan of musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to baseball. Well, his, um, <laughs> since we are calling you the Michael Jordan of musical theater, <laughs> let's lean all the way in. He, um, <laughs> I mean, he, he grew up playing playing both, and, and um, I don't know, he felt like he had, proven everything to himself he wanted to on the basketball court and wanted to do something else. Did you feel like, did you kind of look around Broadway and feel like, okay, I have gotten a lot out of this and let me, let me start over. Let me see if I can prove myself in another way. It was more of like taking a look at Broadway. And at that time there was really nothing for me, right? There was nothing. And I feel like I had hit a point of where like I have replaced, um, in amazing shows that, and I've gotten to play really amazing roles and I've gotten to, to a point where now what excites me is creating my own role. And, um, and there was nothing that I saw on Broadway that I kind of wanted to plug myself into, you know, like it would have just been a job rather than fulfilling creatively and artistically. So, um, that's when I was like, maybe I should try something that I've never tried before really, you know? And when I was in Wicked the last time on Broadway, I did get to shoot um, an independent and, and a Netflix movie, which was super fun. And that kind of, that was like my introduction because I really haven't done any TV and film. Um, and the independent where I got to movie that I got to play one of the leads in was when I really was like, oh, I like this. This is really fun. This is, it's totally different. And I have a lot to learn, you know what I mean? Um, Cause it really is so different. Yeah. Um, and it, it really, you, as you know, it is so, so different and mm -hmm. it's really hard, like changing your brain, you know what I mean? Switching over. I mean, even just the, the, the backstage of being in theater and the behind the scenes of doing a movie are two completely different things. <laughs> Yeah, the energy, it's like, it's just so different. Yeah, I feel it's like there's such so a hustle different. and bustle in theater, like, backstage, and, and you're with a million people all the time, and, like, hanging out, and it's super fun, and it's a community, and in film, it's almost a little more, like, pulled back, and, like, hurry up and wait, and it's just such a different vibe, in addition to it just being a different, like, theater you're performing to the to the back of a 2000 seat theater and then in film the camera's like right in front of your face 
and everything you do is picked up. Like all the smallest movements are picked up. Yeah. And I have, I have some big features. So that was like a very interesting thing for me to learn of like, you know, being on camera and seeing and be like, God, I didn't even realize that. Like I had opened my eyes that big to, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) it felt very natural, but in, in, in my body, it feels supernatural. But when I see it on camera, that's like, Oh wow. No, that translates way too big. That's not what I was going for. Right. So it's like figuring out this, it's been such a journey for me figuring out like figuring out your angles and figuring out what is too much and like blinking. That's something that like, I never had ever thought about before. Yep. How much I blink. Who thinks about that? (laughs) After when you're doing it, like, you know, it's like you do a scene and all of a sudden you're like, wait, I just blinked. Why am I blinking so much? (laughs) You were blinking so much. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh my God, this is so different. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, did you take, classes like film classes and tv classes when you came out to LA yeah I did I took with um uh, John Rosenfeld nice um he was really great and then also in New York I had taken with Bob Krakauer and um some an affiliate of his Eric who's amazing um so that was really great is it hard for you to watch yourself on on camera yes (laughs) like a thousand times yes yeah uh yeah, it's the same thing though. Like I have a hard time hearing myself sing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm absolutely. like, what? Who is that dying cat? Why? How? How she ever worked? How you know dare you? Mean? You've never sounded like a dying cat. <laughs> yes. No, you have not missed thing. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I do. Yeah, it's gotten easier, definitely. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that I've gotten better. You know what I mean? And the sure. fact where I'm like, I've been able to learn and be like, oh you know, where those first tapes were so highly offensive because I was just so bad at you know, what I was doing that I was like, oh my God, embarrassing, right? Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, it's not bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you just had to learn. You had to learn to not blink so much. So much blinking. <laughs> it was it was in class in New York that um, I, somebody said something. One of the, that's the, And that's the other thing. I don't know about you guys, but I get more nervous in class performing in front of my peers than I do in any audition. Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing with singing, like yeah. you know, in college, like I was like, oh my god, it's the, it's the worst, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Um, and I remember, especially because when your peers like are like, oh yeah, like because then we'd watch our tapes back, and then you know the act, the yeah, it's the worst. And the teacher would be like, oh, you know, you da 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 da. What does anybody else think? And this one guy who's on a TV show, um, a Disney TV show that's really epically talented, was like, yeah, uh, I just couldn't get past all the blinking, and then I was like, ugh. <laughs> no. And then and you was, were like, I'm never gonna blink again for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes, and my contacts are like drying up and popping out, and it's like that's why I blink so much because my contacts get so dry. But I'm just like, okay, all right, okay. But it killed me because I was like, oh, he's right. It's like you couldn't even be bad about it. Like, yeah, shut up, dude. I was like, yeah, no, I agree. It was offensive. It's too much blinking. <laughs> I get it. Too shit. <laughs> like, well, I love that blinking like, is offensive. <laughs> it's offensive because you're just like, would she stop blinking? Right. God. Anyways, yeah. Wow. It's like yeah. it's um. How how big is the the theater where you performed on Broadway? Wicked yeah. Gershwin. The Gershwin is the second biggest theater, and that's I think it's eighteen hundred. But it's funny because Broadway houses are so much smaller than the houses around the country. Oh. Like there are houses. Oh God, touring, t- 
touring houses are so much bigger than Broadway. So much bigger. Like the, the houses like in Texas, St. Louis, and like there are so many houses that are like, you know, 2,500 to 3,000 seat houses. There, wow. there are none of those on Broadway. Like Broadway is much, much smaller. And so like, yeah, the Gershwin is 1,800 and that's the second biggest house on Broadway by far, mm. you know? Wow. So the biggest house, there are some houses that like were four tiers um, on the road. And I would be funny because in soundcheck, I would try really hard to like not look at how big the house was mm. because I just would, it's like too overwhelming. And I would, I would always look at the house the, after my last show, like leaving the theater, like, you know, on loadout. And then I would look and be like, Oh, Holy crap. I, that was a lot of people here. <laughs> you can't really see with the spotlight in your eye. You don't really see past the first few rows. Yeah. Yeah. After that, you're just looking at darkness and exit signs out on the balconies, right? You can't really see the people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those houses are insane, much more insane on tour. I just think it's funny that that, that skill set to perform to houses like that um, and then to go to worrying about how much you're blinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's, it's so like... different. But so you're in that class at that moment. He he says, I just couldn't get past the blinking. You're probably yeah. mortified. <laughs> and then, <Get> mortified. <laughs> and you you know, you know that you could go back to New York at any time, but um but what do you think when when eventually we're able to go back to work? Like like how how's I guess if I can ask, how strong is that fire to to go after film and TV or you know, um some some combination of it all? I think now my fire is more about the combination of like, I didn't realize how much shot in New York. Right. And there really is so much in New York. And I have so many, I didn't realize how many of my, I have so many friends from Broadway that have moved out to LA, like a good half, if not more of my friends have moved out to LA and a good friend of mine who moved out to LA because she had gotten a series regular on a um, TV show, Carly Hughes, she's on American Housewives. She, she was, she got that whilst living in New York, like, mm -hmm. and then flew, you know, they flew her out for her test and then she moved to LA and she's like, I want you in LA more than anything. She was like, but girl, she was like, I wouldn't have just moved to LA. She was like, I waited until they flew me out for a test because I was going to have a job. She was like, so why would I like shoot myself in the foot? Not being able to like also work in theater when I can, you know, still work in theater and do TV and film, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm kind of like now where my heart was very much a year and a half ago, like, yes, LA. Now I was like, I don't know. Cause again, I've lost my patience of like, I just want to work in any capacity possible because I miss working. I miss storytelling. I miss it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't care what medium it's in because I just miss the artistry of telling stories. You know? Um, so I really don't know. I haven't talked to my managers about it. I hope they don't hear this first. <laughs> They're going to be like, hey, so we hear that you might not come back to LA. I'm like, oh, you, oh, you heard the podcast. Okay. Cool. <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh... Well, since it all is self-type now, I'm really interested to see after, you know, uh, why not just keep it? self-tapes like you could you could yeah. live in montana if you wanted to you know i know that's the thing but here's the thing and i agree with you and that's what i had the big conversation with them in the first place um 
about me even moving to LA in the first place. Cause I was like, you know, so much is self tape, even before Corona was so much self tape. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, yeah, but Jackie, the difference is, is that like, you're somebody who's going to book it because you were in the room and the fact that people are just going to like you for your personality. And they're like, Oh, I want, I want to work with her. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the casting directors, you're going to like make people like you from going in the room. And then also you can't get those adjustments. And yeah. I was like, and I, and I really, it was funny because the right before this all hit the last like audition I had gone in for was this like guest star, um, on, um, what's that show called dynasty. Um, and it was a singing role. It was like a great fun role and like a sorority sister role. Um, and I went in and I had a very strong choice that was wrong. Um, (laughs) Strong and wrong. It's okay. She was strong and wrong. I was like, Oh, this is, I know, I know I got this. Right. And then like the casting director who is so, so lovely, Sandy Logan, I love her. She's so nice. Was like, no, that's not who this person is. She's blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Oh, like completely, you know, didn't. And in, in the breakdown, it didn't, it didn't like, specify it in a way that would have let me know which way it was. It kind of was up to you to decide how you wanted to play that role. Right. But so having that feedback back was so great. So then I got to do it again, right. A few more in like she worked with me and then I got pinned for it, which was super great. Um, and I don't, I know I wouldn't have been pinned had I not been in the room and got the adjustments. Right. Had I just sent the tape and they would have been like, no, that's totally, that choice is wrong. We don't want her. Yeah. Even though I can give you what you want if you tell me. Yeah. So it is, I do understand my manager's point of view and the, that fact. They're like, you're a good actor. You'll be able to take notes. You'll be able to like, you know, and you can't do that from self-tape a lot of the times. It's, and a lot of the times, because I haven't been like you guys where I've been living out there for a really long time, these casting directors don't know me. And so therefore where if you send in a tape and they know your work and you made the wrong choice, they could be like, call your managers and be like, can she tape again? Like she did it wrong. Like this is what we want. Right. They like know your body of work enough that they trust, like spending that time. They don't know me. So they don't know if I can do anything else. So like, I'm not going to get that call of like being like, Hey, retape. I think it should be this, this, and this. Right. They don't know me. So it's a fine, it is like a delicate, like balance of like, what do you do? Yeah. And I, I don't think, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think there is a, a right answer. Right. That's what I was saying. I don't think there's a wrong choice. I think it's just like a choice, like yeah. right or wrong. It's just like, it is what it is. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's why I think it's so hard. And the fact that like to make a decision because there is no right choice. Yeah. It's there's just no like handbook preference. that's like, if you do this, this will happen. Then you get this. Yeah, right? <laughs> God, I wish there was. We'd all be like living our best lives. Right? Oh, <laughs> that'd be great. So much less stress on all of us. So much less stress. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Um, do you, with, with theater, it's so easy to get that like instant gratification from the audience do you yes. do you find it hard in tv and film to kind of for me at least when I'm doing tv and film and they're just like cut great moving on there's because I started in theater there's such a part of me that's like wait was it did I do good did I do good was it good was it good <laughs> did you like me <laughs> do you feel the same way about tv and film versus theater yes <laughs> so much so especially because my very first 
two little tastes were like, first I did this like Netflix movie called Set It Up that like was really fun. And I had this like teeny tiny scene with like two other girls where we were like Lucy Lou's bitchy, like Upper East, fr- East Side friends, nice. right? Like, and I got to ad lib a little bit. And like, it was, although my scene got cut, so like you wouldn't know, but like, the director was like super effusive and lovely. It was like, Oh my God, that's funny. That's hilarious. Yes. I love that. Like keep going. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, Oh, it felt more like instant gratification where I was right. like, Oh, this is how C- TV and film is. Right? right. You know? And then the next thing I did was that little indie movie that, um, the director, you know, was the writer director and it was a walk and talk in New York on the streets. So it was like really cool and hard. And the fact that like, you know, people, you know, people are like, what'd you film? And, you know, and you're like, like a <laughs> like honking and, like, their horn just, at you. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, so it still had that energy, you know? Um, and then I shot this episode of power that has, I think it's coming out soon. Um, this winter. And that's when I was like, what feeling, what you were feeling where I was like, oh what was it good are you mad at me like was I wrong like this you know and it was like Jackie don't go past this line and you're like okay and I was like why are you standing there and it's like oh god you just told me to look around I don't know what to do you know what I mean and it's like yeah you're like why am I an actor I can't do this yeah I was like god this is so and like I left feeling after like you know being there from like six in the morning to like eight o'clock at night and then I left being like what did I do? Like, I didn't feel like I did anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, what did I do? Yeah. Did I do something? Was it good? Exactly. Because part terrible? of it was like, they wouldn't have moved on if they didn't get what they needed. So, or were they frustrated and move on? Cause they were like, fuck it. We'll cut her out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you just you know leave I mean? like, well, I didn't get a round of applause after my scene and no one cheered. So yeah. I don't know if it was good or not. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, yeah. okay, cut. Yeah, I'm turning around and you're like, okay, I'll just, uh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. no, no thumbs up. No, you know, all right, cool. No, no, your work is genius. None of that. Okay. No, no nothing. <laughs> They're like, what's your name? You're like, no, never mind. It's fine. It's <laughs> nothing. I don't have there. a name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no one. Yeah, that's the other thing the humblingness of like, there are just so many people, you know what I mean? Unless you're a series regular, like, if you're like, just like, a co-star or a reoccur- like even like you know a guest spot like it's just like there's a million of you you know what yeah. I mean every day so like I mean it's just so different it's such a different 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 beast yeah it re- but I definitely feel that way but those times I was like why do I want to do this I don't feel very good about myself I feel like I'm Tinkerbell and I need those applause or I'll die like you right. know like it just was like and I feel like I I never thought I was that person until it like happened to me and then I was like oh wait no hold on I do I, I think I do need that instant gratification I need it yeah agreed validate me love me I need a yeah I'm a needy actor <laughs> I mean Thank it's a curve okay <laughs> yeah totally and I think that basically I would say unless you like only have done tv and film your whole life if you are a theater person that is like there's no way they that you don't feel that way because it's just yeah. so different. Yeah. Well, that feeling is why so many of us get into it. Like the, I yeah. remember the first time I did a musical and the audience laughed, and I was like, "Oh, maybe this is like as good or better than sports. Maybe I'll do more of this." <laughs> yeah, like this is super it's also fun, safer, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. I've been injured in a number of plays. Yes, you have. Well. See, he goes big or go home, you know? You know? Yeah. 100%, 100% like of the commitment. time. Yeah. 
120%. That's it. You're the Scotty Pippen to her, Michael Jordan. I accept. Oh my God. I accept fully. Dream team. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say it. Does that make no, you it was... Steve Kerr or Phil Jackson? Or Dennis oh, Rodman? Steve Kerr's really good. Yeah. Oh, I do love a Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just going to go to Vegas for the weekend and just like blow oh. some steam? With Carmen Electra? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm, I'm the Dennis Rodman just because it's kind of badass. The wild card. Even though I'm yeah. literally nothing like <laughs> Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that you're going to be that person that, um, maybe this is too much to say, but was there an interview where they were like, would you have sex with um, a, a midget or a... Uh, yes. a what was it? I, I don't even remember. remember what it is, but I think they showed it on the last dance. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, they did. It was hilarious. Yeah. He was like, well, I've had sex with both, so, you know. And, like, he's just, like, you're such like, a, like... What? You're like, all right, yes. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, that just is no, so cool. No fucks to give at all. Zero. Love I'm too busy. It. Like, I have such, like, phobia. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, Instagram, like, social media. Like, I, like, to post something for me takes so much because I'm so, like, I get so stressed out. It, like, gives me actual anxiety where I'm like, oh, God, what if I say this wrong? What if I the people don't like it? Oh, God, it's out there. I'll just, like, not post anything because, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I get so overwhelmed of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing that I, like, stifle and, like, I, like, freeze up. Like, a, I, like, petrify, you know? <laughs> Like, I would kill to have, like, one-tenth of Dennis Rodman's, like, zero, like, whatever. Right? You know? I'm just, like, start posting anything. I'm, like, I'll be like, oh, if I post this, do I look like am I look like I'm, like, trying to do a thirst trap? Am I too needy? Or if I post this, am I, like, being arrogant and not, hu- and not humble? Like, I don't, like, you know, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. It's a whole different world. And I remember you telling me this a while ago. So every time I see you post, like more than you know story i'm like wow she's feeling great about this day i'm so proud <laughs> no it's really because probably because the girl who samara who helps me there they will be like you have to post something we're doing it and she's like talk me off a ledge and i'm like i don't want to please don't make me <laughs> please don't please she's like you can do it i'm like oh god <laughs> You are very good at social media. I know it gives you a lot of anxiety, but I so quite anxiety. enjoy your posts and your stories. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, you like my stories. Yes, but that's the other thing that's what's maddening about social media is that, like, I know it's about consistency, and because I'm not consistent, like, all of a sudden I'll, like, for a week not post anything, and then all of a sudden I'll come at you hard with, like, 800 stories because, like, I have something <laughs> funny that I want to say. And then all of a sudden I, like, post all that, and then I lose followers, and I'm like, wait a minute, why am I doing all this work? I guess I'll just never post again because when I do post, I lose followers. So why bother? What? I d- took Instagram off my phone and um, <gasps> uh, for like a month, haven't posted anything. I've gained followers. <laughs> I don't know what they're following, uh, but they're they're coming. So whatever. That's um, okay. Just so you know, in the past month, I've tried consciously to be better and post more and I've, only lost followers. Oh my god! I, I don't. It's comical. It. I think I'm on like I keep being like, am I on a list? Am I on a list to like erase all like people? people Instagram was like, yeah, let's just take away because I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I post, <laughs> I lose. I don't get it. And you just posted a story with a dog, so I feel like I'm people like, would be like, oh, dogs! I'm gonna follow. Nope, I will still lose followers. <laughs> 
it's just it's almost like it's comical now i'm like okay wow <laughs> wow whatever i'm sorry yeah, <laughs> but how much better do you feel now that you've taken instagram off your phone do you not love it oh it's amazing yes at some point i recognize that i have to do it but but that's one of the things we did a full episode just on social media just ashley and i and we talked about like it's it's like a requirement um for yes. for the job um but i don't know i mean there are parts of every job that people don't want to do. You know, people have to, like lawyers have to punch in their, their you know, uh, their hours for the month. And, and um, I know they don't like doing that. We have to post to social media. And some people <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, I, I, it I gives me anxiety. I yep. like, will write a caption, run it by Ashley. She'll be like, this is fine. I'll be like, okay, all right, fine. I'll change it. Okay, I'll change it. And then I change it. <laughs> I'm like... And she's like, this is also fine, like, as the last three drafts have been. And I'm like, That's okay, you I know what? <laughs> That's just... exactly how you would think you're, like, writing a dissertation. It's just yeah. so much fun. I, I just also, like, I don't know about you, but you, I think you, you've, I don't, I don't, I can't speak for you, but I, I also, like, want to live in the moment. Yeah, so, therefore, do. like, when I'm with my friends or when I'm doing something, I want to fully be invested and be doing it, not being like, oh my God, you just said something funny. Hold on. Here's my phone. Do it again. Yeah. So everybody can see that this happened or can see that we're friends. I want to be like, you know, I want like, I want to be present in yeah. the moment. I want to give my full attention to whatever I am doing in that time. You but know, that's why I like this. Like I, I, I would much rather talk to somebody for an hour plus. Um, yeah. because I get so in the moment that I, I forget often that social media is a thing. And then I'm like, and then I'll, uh, like, I went on a hike with a, with a friend, uh, before COVID and, uh, and we were like coming down from the top of, uh, Runyon or whatever hike we did. And I was like, Oh, we didn't take a picture. We probably, do you want to go back to the top and like grab a quick photo? And we, we were like, you know, we went up a little ways to a spot with a view. But, like, I went on the whole hike and totally forgot to take a photo. And I know well, there you're supposed – some people do the hike to take the photo. Yes, and that's when I'm like, why? Yeah. I hate that, though, like – and that's the other – the self-importance of it. Like, that's also – and I think – I do think that's why, like, my, I was thinking about it. It's like you get what you get, right? And what you put out there is what you – you know, like, you – you're going to meet resistance with resistance. And I am resistant to social media because mm. if it weren't for it being part, like we talked about a part of our job, I would not be on it. It just wouldn't, it doesn't, there are parts of it that I enjoy. There are parts of like the, like learning about, like I find like learn a new curly haired girl thing or like, you know, like raising awareness for like a cause that I didn't know about, or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like those kind of things I'm like all about, but the other devil side of it for me is the lack of humility now that I feel so much of our society has like hum humility is no longer a good thing. Like now it's like, look at me, 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 look at me 24 seven of like, and look how fabulous. And it's always shot through a way of filtered and I'm guilty of it as well. Like it's filtered or face tuned. I don't do face tuned, but like, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. see these girls that are face tuned and, and it's like, Oh my God, I'm, I am so ugly. Like that is perfect. And it's like, then you see the person in real life and you're like, you don't look like that. Yeah. And, I've been, and then you have this like false 
thing that you look at these pictures on Instagram that make you feel bad about yourself, right? And it's just, it's always like these highlight reels of like the best parts of your life that you're curating to make you look so important. And then, and I can't help for me because I'm such a sensitive Sally that like, if I were to post something that it would make anybody feel less than, I would feel, it would make, it makes me want to cry just now. Like, I just like, that would be so devastating to me because I know how hard we all struggle as human beings feeling good enough in any capacity, like all of us, you know what I mean? There's not one person that doesn't struggle a day or two, you know, sometimes where they're like, Oh God, what am I doing? I'm not enough. What, whatever job you're in. Right. So I just feel like it perpetuates sometimes social media perpetuates this false identity that gives people a way of feeling negative about themselves. And that's, that's why I can't subscribe. And I think that's why I lose followers because I think that it comes across in my Instagram that there is resistance yeah. because I do have such resistance. And so I, I'm like, I find it funny cause I'm like, well, you know, at least I, I, I get why, mm-hmm. you know, like that makes sense because people can sense that I'm not a hundred percent. And it's just about, I think, I don't know if I have to like shift my focus and be like, all right, let's just focus on what is good about it, you know, mm-hmm. but there are so many times where I'll look at things. I'm like, Oh God, why didn't I get called for this? Or like, Oh God, she's so pretty. Like, what? Ooh, you know? And like, that's like, that sucks. There's enough hardship in the world right now. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I, why do I need an I, app to make me feel bad? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely been, and we talked about this a little bit in the social media episode. It's been such a weird, like, Social media was so important when I was doing like something like the Fosters. Like we had to live tweet all the time or like with True Jackson, like the new episodes coming out, we always had to promote the new episodes. So it was so important. And I was so I was a teenager when it was all like cool and upcoming and happening. And it was such a weird, like as I got older, like how do I keep up my social media presence, I guess, but also make it authentic to me because I'm not a person who's like I'm gonna post a selfie because I want to be told that I'm pretty or like that I because I, I want you guys to think my life is perfect or I yeah. just, have just never been that person and essentially you don't succeed on social media in this day and age unless you are that person yes and and that's what makes me mad that I was gonna say it just it drives me crazy because I'm like I'm not I'm not that like if I if I posted a selfie, it's because I'm just like it's a nice day out. I took a selfie, and here's the selfie. I like I don't care if you guys yeah. think the selfie is not cute. I'm sorry. Like I thought it was great. Have a nice yeah. day. Thank you. But also like it's not perfect. I don't facetune it. I'll throw a filter on it. I will. I've never facetuned myself. I don't want to because it's just it's not genuine. I don't want people to think that like I have perfect skin and perfect hair all the time. Like I remember but a while ago. That. But you do. You do. <laughs> you know, like, I, people that know you can be like, it's true, she does. <laughs> wow, you're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> I remember when I was doing the Fosters, I posted, I took this really silly photo because they ha- I had like huge hair when I did the Fosters. And to do my makeup, they had to put like these, um, these weird clips on my hair to push my hair back so that it wouldn't get in my face while I wasn't shooting. And I didn't have any makeup on in the photo, but it was like this really stupid, like really silly photo of me. And I remember I posted the photo to like promote the episode because I was like, haha, this is what happens like behind the scenes on the show. This is how silly I am. And I thought it was a great photo. And I remember, 
I can't remember who on my team. I think it was my manager, but she was like, you have to take that photo down. And I was like, mm, no, I don't. <laughs> but it, no, I don't. And she was like, you're not wearing any makeup in that photo. And like, you know, your hair looks really crazy in that photo. And I was like, mm. that's why I posted it though. Because th I was like, this is what I look like. I don't care that I don't have any makeup on in this photo. Yeah. I feel like we don't celebrate any kind of like uniqueness or flaws anymore. It's like, it's all about being a hundred percent perfect. Yeah. The perfect looking with the perfect filter with the, and it's just like, that's not real. That's not real life, you know? And like, yeah, I just, that's my issue with social media. It's like, I never want to, and that's why I have the paralyzing fear when I go, don't post, when I go to post, it's like the thing that flashes in the back of my mind is like, it, is this in some way, and I know it sounds crazy, but like, is this going to make somebody feel bad? Like in the fact of like, oh, I look like I'm having such a fabulous life and they're having a really bad day that day and struggling and feeling sad. And then, then compound that and make them feel less than that yeah. makes me so nervous. Yeah. I think I'm probably way overthinking it. And that's kind of my MO. I'm a very much an overthinker. <laughs> no. <laughs> I probably just like let it go and just like post a picture and just like whatever, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just so complicated now. It is. It really, it really is. is. Yeah. I think it comes from a place of like wanting to express yourselves authentically and you're not going to compromise that to do, to like play the social media like algorithm game um yeah. but it's like it's just a weird i haven't figured out like my like instagram voice like it's because it's not how i want to express myself you know yeah. yeah um i've had people be like what's your brand and i'm like my brand <laughs> I, don't, I don't know like obnoxious like i don't know like, what is my brand no and idea. sam loves dogs yeah, like, likes dogs more than people most of the time. Like, Fair yes, <laughs> that's really <laughs> But yeah, like, I've had so many people be like, you need to focus your brand on Instagram. It's like, you're all over the place. Like, you just, like, have to focus so you can, like, find your core audience. And I'm like, oh, God, that's, like, a whole other job. Yeah. I know I know people who like have they have those apps where they like plan their posts out like a month ahead of time and they like have the same filter for everything so that their entire it page looks beautiful. is the same like color scheme and you're like how do you have time to do why do you have what it's like a full-time job there was one day two weeks ago where I did something for the gift of life um bone marrow registry mm -hmm. and um and it was so great. And that this and this is when I'm like, I love social media. Yeah. Right. Because I do recognize that there is there are very much positives. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I posted about how I would, you know, DM me if you're going to and I will I will Venmo you money right to sign up. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was amazing. And I had such a great turnout, but it was like exhausting. And the fact of like retweet, you know, like DMing people and then like re DMing and like taking a picture of their DM so I could add it to my story so that everybody can know that they like signed up and like then, you know, and tagging the gift of life registry so that they know so that like, you know, it brings more awareness and like, you know, it snowballs. But I was like, at the end of that day, I was so exhausted. I spent like eight hours of my day doing social media. Yeah. And I was like, and that's what you kind of have to do to be good at it and to like actually be on it and relevant. Right. And I was like, that is like, it didn't bother me that day. Cause I was doing something uh, that fulfilled my heart. And like, I was knew I was doing something for the better, yeah. but like 
for myself to be like, look at how I just like that. I'm like, that's exhausting. Yes. And, people <laughs> and I'm not do that it interesting. Living. People do it for like, this is just what they do. And all power soon. Cause I think that's amazing. Cause there yeah. are social media influencers that I watch and I'm like, you're hilarious and you're so great. And I enjoy you so much. Um, and I learn from it. I just like, I haven't figured out how to do that on my own yet. Yeah. I'm definitely just with you in the, if there's like a cause that I'm, I'm promoting or even like, even if it's just a work thing I'm promoting, I feel so much better about that than like posting a selfie or like posting what I'm having for lunch. Cause I feel like that's like, eh, why? Who, yeah. yeah. Who cares Who cares? About this? But like, if it's for work or if it's for a cause that I'm really passionate about, I'm like, I have no problem doing that. Like, please, by all means, I will post as much as you guys want. But the, on the on the on the uh, on like the other side is like you posting something about what you ate for lunch. Like you're like, who cares about that? So many people do care about that. People are going to be like, Oh, I, I'm dying to know what she eats. You know what I mean? And like, Oh my God, I, she has that. I want to try that. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just, it's, I never think about that. Yeah. I think like you, where I'm like, why would you care? <laughs> exactly. Those get so much more traction though than, than if I ever post like, Hey, doing a show this weekend, like get your tickets here at that, Nobody wants to see that. No. <laughs> no. They don't. It's hilarious. No. Yeah. But like literally any other photo, people are like, ooh, like. like, Oh, yeah. Especially like you, your handsome self with your body. They're like, ooh, sexy. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm doing a show. They're like, we don't care. <laughs> we just see more of your muscles. <laughs> fire emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fire, 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 fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it's so wild. Um, well, I'm going to ask what I ask every guest on this podcast. Okay. What do you think is the biggest misconception of being an actor? That it's not a real job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that infuriating? Infuriating. It is. It, it, it drives me so insane. I can't even, like, especially even now, like, we, you know, like, well, find something else to do with your life, right? Like, find another job. It's like, could you imagine going to a doctor that has put in that much schooling and that much time and effort and all of a sudden be like, sorry, hospitals no longer exist anymore. Um, so just, like, go find something else to do with your life. What? Yeah. We just don't have the same respect in, in that, unless you're a movie star, right? Yeah. Um, that it's just like, Oh, it's no big deal. Like, you know, like go find something else to do. And it's like, I don't feel like we get the credit that we deserve and the fact that they don't, they're like, oh, but it's fun. You're having fun, right? Isn't it, isn't it so much fun? They don't realize how much work it is and how much work goes into it and how much of a toll it puts on your body and the stress. I mean, it's like it, to that, to, to, to most people that are not actors, it's not a real job. It's just you like doing a play. Like, you know, it's fun. Or like, you know, you're shooting a TV show, you're playing dress up. It's so fun. Right. And it's just, it's infuriating. Yeah. It's so much more than playing dress up. So much more. I mean, like, it's just, I can't like, especially think about there's, I don't really know many other professions and I might be totally wrong. And if I am, then that's, I have no problem being wrong, but I don't know many other professions that like, you have to give up. So like if you're in a Broadway show, the holidays, forget about a holiday because you're doing holiday schedules. So you're working 14 when everybody else is like getting to be with their family and celebrating and like, 
you know, you're doing those 14 shows in a row in nine days, exhausted. And like, you know, not getting to see your family. And if you're lucky getting off that, that Thanksgiving, but you had two shows before and two shows after. So if you don't live in New York, your family doesn't live in New York city, you're not going to see them because you can't fly the morning of Thanksgiving and fly back the night of Thanksgiving. Cause you got two shows the next day. Mm. Same thing with Christmas, right? Like, you know, so it's, or how many like weddings or like that I didn't get to go to because I couldn't get the show off. Right. And like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of sacrifice. Or how many times did you like stress out and not take that vacation because you're afraid you're going to get an audition or how many vacations have you been on where you have to fly back for a callback for an audition? You know what I mean? Like so much of us is, is taken, like we are at the beck and call of so many other people that are beyond our control and we have to sacrifice so much because of something that chose us. We didn't choose it. Like, you know what I mean? It chooses you and you love because you love it so much and and it's such a passion and it's like if you're in this industry i think that there's nothing else you whether you're you know costume design or lighting design or actor or music director like you it that profession chose you because you can't imagine doing anything else right yeah and that's where the sacrifice that's why you do the sacrifices that you do but i don't understand why the rest of the world doesn't see us as working people you know it's like we all are just basically glorified hobbyists you know (laughs) and it's very frustrating i yeah the work really a lot of the times comes in getting the work like you said you're always kind of have that back of your mind like will i ever work again yeah and then I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that as as clearly as it chooses you. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that. Do you do you uh, do you like do you remember a moment where you where you kind of knew this was going to be the path for you? Oh, I knew since I could basically talk. I mean, I've been you know getting up on like the fireplace and like singing and dancing to Michael Jackson when I was like three. You yes. know, like yeah, cool. just like I just always knew I was going to perform, you know, I started dancing and then I would sing along to the, in the car and the disc jockey, I thought the disc jockey on the radio could hear me. And it was just like a matter of time that I was going to get like my, you know, recording contract, you know, like, wow. it just, yeah, I was like, Oh my God, they're totally going to be calling me any minute now. As like, as I'm belting out Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston. It's always um, warmed up all the time. Yeah. Just like, Okay, let's go. But yeah, just like there was, and also, I I mean, there's nothing else I could imagine. Like, it has been interesting in this time of COVID of like thinking and asking myself, is there something else I want to do with my life? Is there something else I could be happy doing right now? Um, And there's just like nothing. There's nothing I want to do, right? Um, Other than tell stories and and play pretend. Yes, it's fun getting to play pretend. I'm not saying that our jobs are not fun. Yeah. They are fun. But they are also incredibly challenging. You know? I mean, like, how much you give up. You don't... Our, on Broadway, your work week is... You get Mondays off. You get one day off a week. Everybody else gets a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. So you're basically getting two and a half days to, like, just... And, and in a row you know, that you get to like decompress and go see your, you know, friends and family and like have a social life. You get one day on Monday 
usually you have a five show weekend. So you did Friday night, two show Saturday, two show Sunday. So you're getting home late at night, Sunday, exhausted. So you're so tired when Monday comes along, but then Monday is like, okay, now you have to like do your laundry. You need to clean your house. You need to do your grocery shopping for the upcoming week. You probably also have a million auditions at the same time that you're preparing for and going to during the day when you're also doing your shows at night or doing workshops during the day and doing, you know, readings during the day and doing your show at night. Like you're working nonstop and you don't get to see any of your other normal friends that are into the business because everybody works on a Monday, right? And nobody's going to go out on a Monday night. So it can be also very isolating um, yeah. and lonely. We, we talked to uh, uh, Riley, who's right now, um, just before COVID hit, he was playing Bach on Broadway. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And he, he's, I remember him saying like what a grind it is, but he kind of settled in and he was like, you know, I've, I've adjusted to it now, but I can't imagine the workload it is for the witches. Um, so that, I can imagine that Monday is, you just, like you said, you have to get all, all that stuff done. But um, I'm sure you've talked about this on, on interviews before, but what was it physically like taking care of your body and your voice and your health um, during a run like that? So like more than anything, there's nothing worse Um I can only, I, for me, for Alphaba is different than Glinda. Like Glinda, I know those girls' feet kill them because they are on these, they're in these tiny little heels and on Broadway, you're on a rake stage. So we're on a hill the entire time, which is, so you're always have one leg that's higher than the other. Your body's all out of, all, I mean, like the dancers, how they spin and dance on this rake is out of control to me. I like, you're literally spinning and jumping and landing on uneven ground. Wow. It's literally a hill, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, so the girls, the Glinda's feet always are killing them. Like, by the end of the week, they can hardly stand in their shoes anymore because they're just in so much pain. <sighs> and for me, they call it alphabet neck. Like, my, my neck and shoulder was always out of a line because you're just, like, always, you know, because of the rake, always have, like, something a little bit more forward. But for me, the skin was the hardest thing because especially in the winter, taking, you have to take off and on the, you know, makeup in between shows. So come Sunday, your face is so raw and over exfoliated from like washing off that makeup and putting it back on and washing it off and putting back on Sunday nights. I always used to like, it took everything I had to get in the shower and take off my makeup because it just burned and hurt and my face was raw, you know, it just sucked. Um, And just... And then vocally, you know, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Dinner's ready. It's a different time zone here. So it's seven 30 here in, in, in the East coast. Um, but yeah, so like my face was super raw and that was really tiring and, and also feeling hideous because you can't feel really that beautiful as Alphaba. You always have green in your hair. <laughs> You just always have green in your hair. You just do. And it's always up in your hairline. And the last thing that you want to do on your day off is put on makeup. You've just been slathered in makeup, painted for, you know, eight shows a week. So, like, Monday, you're not even feeling cute. Like, I just always would joke around, like, Alphabet, you, where I would have never left my house with, like, no makeup and, like, a baseball hat and sweatpants. Like, I would never. I'd be like, oh, no. Alphabet, you get so comfortable looking like a homeless bum. Like, you have no problem. You're like, yeah, I look crazy and I don't care because I'm tired of Alphaba. Like, you know, you're like, just don't care. Like, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm oh just 
tired, right? Like, wow. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. It is, exa- it's, again, so fun. But it's exhausting. Part of the fun is that challenge of like pushing yourself to the extreme of doing that eight shows a week, like knowing that what you're doing, most people, it's like a superhuman, you know, it's a superhuman amount of work that you have on your shoulders and like proving that you can do it to your, even just to yourself, like knowing that like you're going to like kill it eight times a week is so gratifying, you know? I'm sure the same thing like with sports. It's like you beat your guys do like two days and beat your butts off and like, you know what I mean? Work so hard and like it's you you're almost like fighting against yourself, right? It's yeah. like proving to yourself that you can do it. Same thing with like filming. Like all of a sudden you're on like hour eighteen and now it's your close up, right? And it's like, okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to get to this emotional place of like, even though I've been sitting for eighteen hours, you know what I mean? And now you and now it's your time and you just you have to like, you have to do it. And like being able to show up and do it is like, what's so thrilling. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now just Meeting selfishly, what was it like vocally <laughs> doing that track? Vocally? I mean, like, I, I have to say that like vocally it's, 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 it's written it sits well in my voice. Like my voice is in that I have a higher timbre to my voice. Right. So like <laughs> it just naturally fit my voice well. Right. Uh, and, but I definitely singing it the first two times that I did it, like the, when I first took over on tour and then when I did it on Broadway the first time, I definitely let the show, I've talked about this before. Like I let the show run me Mm. rather than me be in, in the driver's seat, I kind of was like in the passenger seat just along for the ride and like didn't have the control and I didn't have the finesse and I, you know, and I very much didn't talk or go out and lived like a nun and it sucked and, <laughs> you know, just like trying to get through. And then get being older um, and knowing my voice better, uh, the second time I got to go do it on Broadway, it was a completely different experience for me. Like I would go out after the show and be able to have a beer with my friends and like, you know, and, and be able to talk and do readings during the day and still do the show at night or, you know, like, but I, and I, then I felt like I was in the driver's seat and I wasn't letting the show run me and I was running it and I was in control. Um, but I think that just came with age and the fact that it had been sitting in my body for so long that, it just was like a part of my fabric at that point, you know? And I also didn't have anything else to prove. Like the first time I did, I felt like I had something to prove to, you know? And then I, I didn't anymore. It's like, I didn't need to prove it to myself that I could do it. I didn't need to prove it to anybody else that I could do it. It was about telling the story yeah, and like taking the audience on a journey. And, and that I think just came with age of like being more confident in myself. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll let you get going for dinner there. But oh my um, god, I'm so embarrassed. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. You gotta eat. <laughs> Girls gotta eat. You know what I mean. <laughs> we keep the family waiting, but we we do end uh, with with a fill in the blank question. Great. Um, one word, maybe a sentence. However, you want to answer this, but acting is. Oh God! So much, like so many little things came into my mind. I was like, "Fun storytelling, <laughs> my life story. <laughs> Acting is an escape for Ooh. me. Oh, we haven't I heard that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you a million times for doing this. Thanks for 
for having me, you guys. It's so nice to see your beautiful faces. It's so great nice to, to see you. yours. We, we really did want to wait and be able to have you over for dinner and, you know, see know. you in person, but hopefully we're able to do that. When this is Sometime in the next five years. Yeah. <laughs>